and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul. I am delighted to be joined by uh, Mr. Devani. How are you getting on? What a sick. Fantastic. Two ends. Two ends of Devani. And uh, the glorious Mikey Darl. How are you doing? Uh, very well, man. So, leather belts. So, the first, first of May, yesterday was my uh, genie's, my grand's birthday. And a nice wee bank holiday, and you actually can't you can't write the script as good as we've got it just now. I know it's just just a phenomenal weekend, great fun. But I'll just take you back to that Sunday morning. Then Dan, did you were you coming in on a plane? Did you go back to Scotland? Or what was your story? I flew in Saturday night for Glasgow back to the Dublin. Get delayed, so I didn't get back to Dublin at midnight Saturday. So when I woke up Sunday morning, I was for want of a better word, bollocks tired. Me and the three kids. The wife was at home herself, like in relaxing. So yeah, I had the three kids in Glasgow for two days for my niece's twenty first birthday. And I flew back Saturday night and um yeah, got and watched the game on Sunday in the house with just me and my son. So rather enjoyable to say the least. Um but yeah, that was my weekend and then yeah, nice relaxing day on Monday to recover from the Sunday. Make it yourself then before the game. Yeah, so I was actually up in Scotland as well, no tickets or anything. So I just walked round. I walked the streets of Cumbernauld, round to my brother's house in the pissing rain. Um, but yeah, as you could see from watching the TV, the weather was not the nicest in Glasgow on Saturday and uh, Sunday. Sorry. So yeah, no, I just um, wandered round, listened to just about the first five minutes on the radio. Um, you know, I heard Pat Bonner and Neil McCann complain about. The, the, the amount of smoke coming off the, the different pyros and stuff and actually probably just got into my brothers just as the game was like a couple of minutes old. So so yeah, I mean I was I was up for it but fairly fairly calm, you know. I'm feeling it's a quite a nice feeling going into a Celtic Rangers game where you're like be nice to win but it's not the end of the world if we lose. So I was I was fairly calm. And looking forward to it. Yeah I was my daughter was Lydia was playing ball, ballet ferment, so uh, football. So she's nine years old, Dan. And honestly, some of the girls that drove up drove up with their cars to play the game. They were huge. <laughs> there was two that were fatter than Rachel. Sorry, fatter, heavier than Rachel. It was unbelievable. And the, like Lydia was chasing these girls, these women around the pitch. You know what I mean, like there's just no rules. <laughs> ballet ferment at some place. Anyway, so yeah, I I then found an Iceland and I found chicken pakora and I ran around Iceland buying Greg's Greg I've got them just now, Greg sausage rolls and Greg pies and just lost the run of myself and sprinted back up the road to to start and get the game. And then had the vegetable pakora on the Saturday, Sunday night and regretted it straight away. <laughs> 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 it was ridiculous. It's not even it's not even funny, it was ridiculously bad. I get really excited. Also, the best vegetable core was beside Anil's. Remember that place beside Anil's? It's all disappeared now, but they had done great vegetable core back in the day, like real top quality. What, Anil's Sucky Hall Street or Anil's down at the square? Down, yeah, down at Royal Exchange. No, 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 no in Hamilton. The first oh, in Hamilton, sorry. I thought it was in Glasgow. No, there was Anil's beside. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Never never recreated that. But yeah, so that was me. I dived in and I got to listen to uh, Neil McCann and all that sort of carry on. And yeah, I just, again, relax. Let's see what goes on. 
Rangers have picked a Rangers team and Celtic pick probably their strongest team on paper. Yeah, probably, yeah. That's, that is a... Yeah, at present, I'd say so, yeah. So, we'd probably question marks regarding Hatati's Hatati's fitness. He's probably bore out during the game, but he's a, he's a level head and he gave us a phenomenal Cantwell situation, which we'll never forget. And uh, I thought McGregor and uh, Riley, Riley has earned that space, hasn't he now? Moyes kind of dropped off. Riley's playing much better. He's beginning to up his levels, I think. Riley uh, was up for it. He was definitely up yeah. for it, you could tell. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. Mikey, defence then, you're just it's just it's just brilliant, isn't it? The defence, the way they're, they're started the game. It just gives you so much confidence. Aye. Listen, the Alistair Johnson again, he just keeps on improving week on week. Greg Taylor's steady as you go, and that's a really formidable centre half partnership. Uh both really quick. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing I don't think we talk people recognise enough about Starfelt. I, I think he's he's lightning quick. He's you know, he never ever think, oh, he's gonna get he's gonna get done here for pace. Um you know, I think he's I really like Starfelt actually. I thought they together obviously Carter Vickers can't get the match, but yeah, it was just a really good, solid Solid defence and Alistair Johnson, you know, is he played a ball with his left foot in behind uh, Barisic at one point in the first half. That was oh, it was just such a good, you know, it was such a good ball. And I mean, like when he moves into that position in the midfield and Greg Taylor moves in on the other side, we've got like six midfielders. It's brilliant that can all kind of feel comfortable on the ball and can pick passes like that. So. No, the the defence was was very good on on Sunday for sure. Daniel, Daniel, the, the way we've talked with Greg Taylor before, remember he was him and Morelos when he kind of stepped off injured. Mm-hmm. But to get near enough a similar type of player of that similar sort of attitude from Canada of all places is incredible. Like the, these both these these men are up for that task of winding them up, making sure they're positions are correct, making sure they're doing exactly what Ange asked them to do, but it's full throttle, there's no messing, like Greg Taylor, you're just like oh, I'd love to be Greg Taylor for like two minutes on that pitch, just like Morelos, and these guys have got nowhere to go and we'll, to... Say, I, we'll say again, like Johnson's come in to replace Juranovic, you know what I mean you're saying that this guy of all places from Canada and he's, he's come in to replace Juranovic whenever he's thinking, geez, we're losing Juranovic shit, we're about a panic kind of thing and we've said it again on here a couple of times it's, it's it's actually a better replacement and then obviously we've made the profit but even like your right eye okay, like they're great at winding them up but they're not that, it's just they're brilliant at actually defending against them and winding them up, yeah, a bit, but they're actually just going to be hard tackles, solid tackles, winning the ball, standing up for themselves. You know what I mean? Um, they've, they've, I don't actually remember them going through somebody in a way where they're actually out to hurt them or they've tried to hurt them. It's just crunching tackles, winning the ball fair and square. Like, I can't think of a really bad tackle, especially Taylor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, I just, worst, I, I like that one. On Sunday was dragging Barisic off the ground. But the thing is, I'm talking about all those all those attributes that Celtic are, are showing in defence makes like so. I, you look at really good defenders; they're up for it. They're pushing. They're they're they're, yeah. they're playing on the edge, 
and then as a striker, you're like, I'm up for this today. Can I can I can I beat this? Can I have I got something in my locker that can show this defence that you know what I mean, can I sneak in the back post? Can I physically bully them? And all these players now they're not they're 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 pushing the, the strikers back. They're especially in these big occasion games, I suppose, uh, in a, a semi-final. It's very hard to play against us. I mean, they're just it's just always on it. They're always there. And remember years ago when Hately turned up. Remember he came back and he stood in a recon only or whatever it was. Remember they're fighting with us and all that carry on. And you always felt that physical edge. And, and 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 but all our players in the back line have got that physical edge, and and, and that's 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 the that's the manager allowing them to be themselves, uh, and, and them loving playing football. Like I don't, that's this that's just my view of it, you know. Yeah, like you've got, you've got the right wing, the left, like, the right bank, the left back. Sorry, and it's um, like every ball that came forward high in the air, staff. Uh, sorry, no staff. Well, Vickers was winning against Morelos every single time. You'd see Morelos, he's got to the point where he's, he's not even bother charging because CCB just holds him off. And I don't yeah. think he lost the ball every time he came over him. If he did, it was too far. And as you say, Starfield said to clear up or it was going through Joe Hart. So there was never really a huge threat from that point of view. My worry was always, especially with Golden back for them, was the, was the free kicks or their corners. You know what I mean? That was the only worry I had. But I thought, again, we dealt with that really well. We just Best- um, went to sleep a bit in the second half, as, you, as we know. Well, let's take a step back then. So Hart, <coughs> one of my biggest criticisms of Hart is coming out for crosses. Jeez, oh, he was out. Yeah. I was I was so happy. I was like, come on, like, he just kept coming out. It just made me feel just brilliant. Because obviously, Dan, that was it. Get a free kick, get Havner on the ball, get Barisic to hit it. And that was a real tactic. Put the balls on the back post, get a corner. When the corners could have, I was a bit worried. But the minute I seen... Uh, Joseph Hart diving up there and getting punching balls. I was like, right, that's it. We've locked this down now. We've talked about this. We know we've got to sort it out. I loved it. Maybe he was told to make. You know, maybe he was told to do that this time because we've seen him many a time just staying on his line and we're screaming at him to come off his line. Um, so well, that, as, That's what Paddy Bonner was saying on the radio that he's obviously been told. You know, that's he's like, it's clearly something I've worked on that, you know, Joe Hart doesn't usually do that. Um, it was really noticeable how much he'd done it on Sunday. So, so yeah, that that piecing together, it looks like that was a, you know, it's obviously not rocket science, but that was a, a little tweak we made just to try and counteract that that possibility. The the tavern, the, the threat for Goldson. Yeah, yeah. Aye, that's that. And Goldson's the threat. Yeah, everybody knows that he's scored against as a four. So, I love it, but like, a, like a, I understand. The goals and all this fancy play. I love hard coming out. I just like, yes, go get that ball. Go on, do them. Because you've got so much leverage as a goalkeeper at that height just to come out and command your area. And then, and then really, you're saying to, you're saying to whoever's playing against you, right, that's it. We've cleared that problem up now. What else have you got? Have you got any football in your locker? And they don't. They just don't have it. It's just... So I love that. I love to... We could, I could talk about the back line all day. I think... I, I believe... I understand Carter Vicker stuff and I, I love it. I mean, a guy that's playing with a knee injury, he's got four months, three months, apparently out now in operation. And that's that's colossal stuff playing for Celtic in this modern era. That's not to be that's not to be sniffed at. <laughs> but the point would be then that, that you need a, a partnership and we've got a partnership. 
they, they help each other out. They know where they've got to be majority of the time, and that's that's great for Celtic. You can't, I mean, you can th- you can throw money at defenders, defenders. It's not always you get a partnership, and that's that's a that's a legendary partnership now for Celtic. And it's a partnership that costs a decent amount of money as well. It's probably a ten million pound partnership if you take the two of their transfer fees. So it's um, it's not done on the cheap, but like you say, it's a good partnership as well. So that's good. So let's kind of wander forward then. So we get to the games getting played away. Johnson goes off. Um, we're sort of I don't know. I was never really that bothered once I started seeing the defence play away. And I'm watching Morelos and then Kent disappearing out of the game. I'm sort of sitting there, right, okay, when's, when's the breakthrough going to come? Maeda, I know there was talk about his football intelligence, but, like, I mean, I just thought the first 30 minutes of the game, he was just amazing. Just amazing. Like, I'm just like, yes, go on. You just keep chasing down. I mean, we talk about quality of football players one of the qualities of football players is that you just get tired after a while and Maeda just kept going would you think he, that's... Did, he, did, he did keep going um, I'll, I'll be honest like I didn't think he was amazing the first 30 minutes I thought he, again a couple of wayward passes a couple of daft decisions where you could see his football brain hadn't engaged yet and I was kind of getting a wee bit annoyed with him um, if I'm being honest with you he's still obviously chasing everything down etc which he obviously usually does but, um, I was only said to my son, I was like, geez, my head is not playing great today. And then he popped <laughs> on across that, across that in for the goal. So uh, he made me eat my words, which I was delighted with. But um, I, I don't know, did you think the same, Mike? Or? I, think I think when Maida, like, yeah, I think I remember him putting a couple of crosses in. Actually, usually with his left foot, that, you know, one kind of ends up going the other side of the back post and, you know, missing everyone. But then the flip side of that is that that no look cross that he made for the goal, which is just like <clears throat> it's world class, you know. I don't use that term lightly, but it really is. Like he, he just, it was, um, yeah, he just he, yeah, he pinpoint. He doesn't. He just doesn't look. He turns and he whips it in, and what a cross it is. So, but no, I agree. I thought he was in terms of his his quality. He was up and down, but I think he's absolutely vital to the the way we play. You know, I I think Definitely. he'd be one of the first first names in the team sheet because he just he just sets the tone and he makes us play with that intensity. So so I I find myself always overlooking those kind of crosses from Maida because I know how integral he is to the team. Yeah, we know we know he's got that in his locker. You know what I mean? Those kind of random crosses, but he's also got what he produced as well. You know what I mean? So you, you got to take the good with the bad in his case. But see, here's here's the thing again. You've got to look at it from, like, like, like Tavernier or Barrett. They, they changed round, didn't they? Swap Jota swapped. Like you've yeah. got to look at it. Those right and left backs' point of view. Like they're like, come on, just give us a break. And and it's very interesting that Celtic's goal comes in about what forty three minutes, whatever it is. Like those players, those Rangers players need to get in the dressing room. They're exhausted. And Maeda's part of that. Maeda. Jota flicking, moving around, Kyogo. Like, it's very hard to keep your concentration levels when you're not a top-range football player. And he he's... When I'm watching him go, 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 go all the time, I know in my heart of hearts that this team, Rangers team that we're playing just now, don't have the capabilities to keep switched on 
for the full amount of time they're supposed to. And I, I just, it fills me with joy. It's not always perfect. I mean, I know that cross ball, Jota, good touch move, Maeda wastes it, and I get that. I just think there's another part of it, whereas the Rangers players are just knackered. I mean, look at Tillman. Tillman ran about, and he was doing okay. He just shut people down, stopped this. Tillman just wanders off with an, an injury. He's just he's just shattered, and he's like a 20-year-old man. That worked do, really do you know what I love? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Paul. I was just... Oh, you go, you go. I was just going to say, like, what I particularly love about this Celtic team is just the simplicity of it. Like, you you know, how many times have we, like, snuck in at the back post and scored against them from crosses? Do you know what I mean? And they just, like, it's not it's not like we're throwing tactical surprises um, every game. We are, you know, we're just playing with an intensity and a level that, you know, you, they should be able to work it out, but they can't because they just can't live with us. And it's you know it's brilliant. Now Barisic is a great season for us. <laughs> yeah, but here's the, the thing: this time missing. it was Tavernier though. Tavernier just <laughs> forgot that Joe was 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 playing. I think. Yeah, but here, here's so the thing: good. but Mike being so Mike being, I'm sitting down. I be all love his frigging name is. I'm sitting down listening to the Super Scoreboard, whatever Radio Clyde, and he's saying. Jules, I was laughing because he says Jules, oh Jules, I'm thinking, he sounds like Josh's football, Richie, he sounds like Josh's football coach on a Sunday, you've got to win your Jules, I'm like, is that what basically what he says to him? Actually, that isn't the essence of what, we've learned from the last game, we've learned from the last game, but it's obvious that they haven't learned, and they've not got the capabilities to learn, but the fact of the matter is, that if we keep bombing and keep, these guys just switch off, other words they use, switch off, but they don't have the capabilities, the quality to deal with our wingers bursting themselves. Like if you play it in the wing, Dan, you've got to cover that area to ground to get into that back post. It's not 20 yards. It's easier just to stay out in the wing. But our Celtic play, and it, what was phenomenal, Mikey, was to a manager, to Jota, they all said, well, that's where I'm supposed to be. I, I was just like, oh, I love that. Mm. I just love it, man. Double them and them telling me just lovely things like just that's where he's supposed to be but to be there is tough like it's a tough shift you've got it like it's 44 minutes he's got to sell in there and he's just like yeah. take it yeah a lot of players where they just stood in the edge of the box and kind of hope for the comeback but he's running in the back and seen, seen the opportunity O'Reilly said uh, Dan O'Reilly said that it was a cross that we don't usually put in I like this little he said it's a cross that we don't we usually try and get to the byline but that cross Maeda put in is a cross we don't. And still, Jota's there. Yeah. So if you think about it, Jota yeah. maybe has got a couple of yards. If Maeda hits the byline, it's a different type of cross. And Mike, I totally believe you're right. That cross is world-class. If Zidane does that, we're all like, whoa, Zidane. Maeda's cross was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Because his foot wraps around it. Yeah, and it's still it's just brown. Switch off, switch on. Do it. It's like. came. It's came for nothing. Let's be honest. It's it's came for a dead ball. You know what I mean? So it's bang touch around the corner. Goal. Brilliant. Just what's also what's also really satisfying is that it almost it came from the fact that we weren't awarded a blatant foul. If you know what I mean. So it's like referee. You know, okay, you can kind of. I'm not, I'm not going to go down the conspiracy theories route but you know that's the kind of but you know in any other game pretty much that's given straight away as a foul the referee doesn't blow and we're just like you know we. I think we were all like 
again, it's about how mentally prepared and, and conditioned we are. You know, it's just like, yeah, well, let's just assume that we're not going to get any fouls in this game. Do you know what I mean? And we're just we're going to be the ones that are just going to continue to play no matter, you know, no matter what the the different elements of Scottish football are going to throw at us. It was just it was really satisfying from that point of view as well. But that that's the other thing as well about about Rangers. Right? They, they they're like like the Rangers of old or whatever shape or whatever filing cabinet they're in just now squeaking and trying to get out they had guys on the pitch that managed the game for them ref the game for them you can name hundreds of Rangers players that ref the game on the pitch whereas now we've got Callum McGregor and they hate McGregor because McGregor refs the game he talks to the referee chats them through it makes sure like gone in the days where Goffrey just picked up you know what I mean Amoruso they just stopped the ball like they just they stopped it played and took the free kick but they don't do that anymore because they don't have the quality or the confidence or the know without to do it. Whereas we've got grade A football players that can run these. I mean, O'Reilly talking about that goal is just great, man. I mean, it's just, somebody just stick it. Stick it in a t-shirt. He's just telling you what happened. He's just talking you through. Maybe 10, 20 minutes, 10 minutes after it happened, McGregor talking you through the goal. They're telling you exactly what they've been coached. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you see when we get the free kick, McGregor gets the ball, O'Reilly walks over to kind of McGregor to say, give me a shot, and you see McGregor point to him, go wide, go down the wing. Mm. He runs, the Rangers players suddenly they're starting, McGregor, um, McGregor gives it to O'Reilly, who then goes down the wing, tries to cut past Raskin, and then that's... But again, it's for that quick free kick, again, in there, tries to go past Raskin, we don't get the foul, the ball goes dead, they are stopped, Maida picks it up, bang goal, so it's... McGregor being quick, O'Reilly being quick, Mead being quick, and then Jota thinking outside the box. Well, inside the box. <laughs> Go. You know, so it's everybody coming together perfectly. It's it was and how, how soon after that? How how soon after like Jota again, you know, how how soon after did he basically try, like he failed to control that ball in the before box? Before it, that was before it. Before it. It was I very close. I know, but it was very close to it. Yeah. Was his confidence was his confidence in any way hampered or you know by by that which I thought was a really kind of big error in the box? No, no way. I'm just going to go back and I'm going to you know I'm going to start again and I'm I'm going to make amends for it. Do you know what I mean? It's stuff like that as well. There's no they're also well drilled and know what they're doing. They don't dwell on these kind of mistakes that they make. So you know that's again just testament to how you know to the coaching, I guess. Uh, and. The other thing about Jota is that, like, how can I put it? Like, I, I watched the video of him with Jota, the soup, the song, and he's listening to it, and he puts his cans on, whatever they're called. And he listens to, is it Eilish is singing the song? Like, like these things could go to a guy. He's in the, he's in, where was he? He was in the, the Celtic pub. Brazen Head. Brazen Head, he's, he's double demoing on and. And you're watching a young guy coming of age and as a football player, and Mikey's right, like missing that ball, some people go and hide. But then he's I mean he's swapping round, remember he's on that right hand side. That's a big chance yeah. for him. And he could have took a touch, he would plenty of times, a great ball in. But he goes around the other side. And I mean a lot of people don't like us swapping. I don't like under Lennon swapping or Mori Dyla we've swapped him round because I didn't really think there was much thought to it. But now you're swapping them round. You're given different. Barisic just Barisic just doesn't want to be in Glasgow. 
Like every time he's, the camera switches, he's like, like, like help me sign on him. Like, he just doesn't want to be there. He's seen this this movie a million times. Just wait till Abada comes back, he'll shake something new. Yeah. So we get to half time, then then what happens is for me is not this is I'm not worried. I'm not getting emotional or worried. What I'm trying to think is that for 57 minutes, when they make changes and go that diamond shape, they put more emphasis in the middle of the park. There is a tactical way to beat Celtic. And 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 I thought at that time we needed to get somebody else in the middle of the park just to shut it up. I thought we became slightly ropey. We relied on Vickers, Starfelt. We relied on our defenders uh, to do their jobs. I just thought we were just a bit too porous in the middle of the park, letting them through until Tavernier misses that ball and then it goes out and then there's a change in the pattern of play. But I think sometimes, I think there might be something in there where we need to get a wee bit more control of the midfield because they did come out and give us... They didn't, it's made it more difficult for us to... Cause I, I wasn't thinking we'd blow them away. I just didn't expect to see that type of Rangers performance for, what, 12 minutes, whatever it was. Am I to be too harsh again? Mm, I never felt I never felt worried, if I'm honest. Like, I, I always felt... Uh, yeah, I always felt like we just had the edge on them. Um, yes, we had a dip. And they, or they, you know, whatever they, you know, we dipped or they improved, but I never felt like it was going to be, you know, going to put it this way if they had scored that Sakala chance, I was pretty confident we would have just rallied again and and scored, if you know what I mean. I don't know, like, you might be right, Paul, maybe that is a bit of a, a tactical kind of tweak, but you know, to expect us to just run over the top of them for 90 minutes is is probably not realistic they you know they aren't you know they aren't terrible they've got some decent footballs so they're always going to have spells in the game I think so no I'm I think you've been ultra critical there personally Dan well we definitely did have a dip that's that's for sure I, I was a little bit worried, especially obviously when Tavernier hits the post and Sakala misses that chance like that. So I was like, Gee, we, we definitely got off with one there. I need can, can deny that. So, Dan, can I give you another scenario again? It's just me being chippy. If Rangers buy or, or, or loan a half decent centre forward from England and, and he's on instead of Sakala, it's one all, isn't it? I mean, Sakala's rubbish. He's got to finish it. It's a, it's a way don't go. It's a much easier chance than the one he had against us in the last game. You know what I mean? Where it was more to the side, if you like. Um, it was a tighter angle. And that was the... Was that the League Cup final, I think? That one? Or the game in the league? I can't remember. But the one it was a much tighter angle. That one was a way don't go. Yeah. You just got to put your foot through that and it's in the net, you know, and he's put it wide again. So we've definitely got away with one there, but... Again, the, the tide turned again, and we were comfortable enough. I think the last 20 minutes, I wasn't that worried at all. You know, they weren't overly threatening us. We were pushing up a little bit as well. Um, I think we kind of seen the game out well enough. But yeah, like after half time, and as I say, when the changes they brought in their subs and that as well, there was a bit of a, 
a bit of a turn against us. But um, no, we saw it out. Like, they didn't have, apart from that one that hit the post, as I say, come back out. They had a couple of balls in, they had a couple of shots wide. Arfield put one over, I think. Um, that Yilmaz put one over the bar. You know, they definitely they had more shots in target than us. I remember looking at the stats. But maybe by one or two or three, like it wasn't much, you know. No, I just, again, it like, doesn't matter. I mean, the, the game's won, won nothing. So, Angie, yeah, Squalco does what he's supposed to do. What I'm thinking from a, from a safety point of view is for the 3 3, at some stage, I don't think Jaw is touching the ball for a while. Like I, like, I don't really remember him doing much in the second half. Is it not better to bring in the safety valve then? And bring in a mid a midfield player that can just we go two up top. I don't. I mean, we're never going to do that. If in my watching the game, I'm thinking, ah, Raskin's going to be a bit too much time in the ball. Cantwell is coming th- into us, and I'm just like, okay, can we just give McGregor a wee bit of hand here? Because they're, they're obviously they try and pinpoint double up McGregor, and yeah, that, that was just my view, that was just my view of it. It's not going to change the result. It's not going to change, and the Celtic players, the midfield players, knocked in. Moy played really well when he came on. I get they it. They knocked her pans in. But just from a sort of shape, I thought we can maybe just do with somebody else in there just to give us a wee bit of a give it just just tie this shut up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean yeah. Do you not think when you brought <clears throat> a water on, I I kind of felt like some the first touch that a water had, a Rangers player went in and, and went down his ankle, like kind of raised yeah, his, yeah. his ankle. And he kind of he was kind of had to write. It took him five minutes or so to run that off, and I, I kind of thought like I think that that was the right change to bring a water in, but I just think, you know, I, you know, Rangers, you know, tried to the boy, the guy tried to stick up. You know what I mean? Let a water in while he was there, and actually, you know, maybe nine times out of ten that that doesn't really work. But I actually did think it. Then he had to have another five minutes or so to get himself up up to speed of the game and I think that was maybe a you know that I think so I think the substitution was right I just think that the way it played out it kind of happened and he took out a slight knock and it, it meant that he wasn't as effective as he instantly would have been if you know what I mean yeah I think it's, it's a cat of Vickers pass wasn't it? it's a bit slack Vickers gives it to him and he's kind of both as well for those sort of established midfield players it is a difficult job to do to come on and set yourself up in the middle of the park with this game, this kind of mad game going along. But yeah, look, I, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't worried. It's just again, it's just tactically looking at it. And I'm gonna say something really I'm not gonna say something controversial. I'm just gonna tell you how I think it is. I'd rather Glackamakis playing for Celtic mm. at the weekend. Oh oh I, again, I'm, again, this is Paul the Dick. I just don't know. I don't know. Hose go okay, but Glackamakis would have come in, sorted that all out. And again, it's just, it's just as this. I mean, we're we're looking, we're moving on. Uh, we're kind of seeing the game out at that point as well. When did all come on? 10, 12 minutes ago. I can't remember exactly, but we're kind of seeing it. Out. He went to the corner that time with the ball, got fouled. Never, never got the foul, which was a clear fucking foul. Um, but apart from that, I didn't really see a hell of a lot, you know. Also, the, the one that the pieces that just talked about and follow follow is Celtic's tactical fouling. Celtic are very good at tactical fouling. It's just we're very Celtic, which I'm really proud of. But Celtic are a lot more game sharper 
And well, like the one that McGregor got booked for. Yeah, just a couple of little, like, little knocks like Maeda just knocking them. The Rangers fans mm. hate it because it's it's part of the game now. It's part of Man City does it. But Celtic, I definitely noticed in that second half they were just stopping play, getting back, playing the game. I love that about Celtic just now. I think that's real savvy, real confidence, not letting teams dominate you. It's just very interesting reading follow fall you go bananas with it, but they're accepting now that it's part of the game and we're just better at it. And it's a good because Ange talks about all those facets we've got shows different facets and we definitely do have that in our locker at, at this level you uh, saw Rangers tactic in the first half before we scored like every time the ball went out for a goal kick McGregor took an age they took, they took an age for free kicks they took an age for bye kicks like it was it was unbelievable the time wasting just slowing it down slow it, and that was their tactic in the first half then obviously we've scored and I've had to step things up a bit, but it was it was hard to watch at times. I had uh I obviously I'm a big I'm a big uh, Rachel I'm a Rangers historian. So I was listening to Heart and Hand a couple of weeks ago and they'd beat St. Mirren and Heart and Hand were delighted that a team had came out and played against them because they're fed up with Scottish football and these teams that sit in and don't come out and play, or these teams that just try and contain the whole time, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait the now, wait, wait the now, is that not what you do against us, every single game you turn up, but it's the way they were talking about it, like, ugh. I mean, they come to Ibrox and they sit at the back, and Lee Sitman and come out and gave us a go, and then we showed them who was boss, I'm like, so, again, McGregor Sloan, I actually couldn't believe it, like you've got you've got like twenty thousand Rangers fans being for blood, and you're taking your time. Also, how many long balls did McGregor just punt in? Woods. Kent disappears. Morelos disappears. They're just but, yeah. So like that. It's just again, I'm not being controversial. I just like Glakimakis. I kind of liked him. Ta- the last thing about Tavernier is that Tavernier can't defend, right? So we get this. Why why do they not play Tavernier left and back left or right wing? Or right wing, but right midfield. Why do they keep pursuing with a static? <laughs> unless they don't unless they don't have a right back. That's, I almost said that to somebody yesterday. I said if they played him at right well, wing, he might actually be a bit a bit more effective. Well, didn't they sell the one of the best ever prospects or Scottish right back? You know, and that was that was something to be heralded. By the way, that was that was great business. That was the start of their, you know, player trading model bearing fruit or whatever they call it. Not player trading model, but you know, that was them entering the big league, just like Celtic, and able to sell players like Nathan Patterson for for big bucks. Um, you know, again, no, completely overlooking the fact that. You might have had a really good right back, and like you say, Dan, that might have facilitated your club captain and bona fide legend, apparently, um, moving forward to a, to a place where he's out of harm's reach and he's not responsible for defending. So, um, hell mend him. So it's us every day of the week, you know? So the game's done. Well, the game's done. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's just, it, it's just interesting. It was really interesting to see Postacoclo's reaction at the full time. I'm like, what's going on? He was like, absolutely. Because he has had a lot of wee snidey comments against him. Yeah. He just was loving it. And I'm like, there, there's a man, whoever happens with him, whatever. I mean, obviously, I've got my worry beats out all the time and Spurs are absolutely Don't smashed. go there. But, Don't go but there, just to Paul. see a man loving what Glasgow can give him, 
and and loving. I mean, going back to that video that I watched a zillion times of "Don't stop if the, the team stops, we move" and all that carry on. To watch that being reeled out over the goal, I just I'm so much pride. I'm just like you're such a great guy, Postecoglou. Like you're just an absolute legend, and we're we're privileged to be watching it. But to see him enjoy that victory so much it was just it was heartwarming. I was delighted. Absolutely, especially in the last game when you've got the you know, the Rangers manager and the Rangers captain coming out and saying, "Oh, it was a handball by Jota." That cringe factor. The fact the captain then came out and says, "You're going to see the real Rangers in the next game." But if that's the real Rangers, then bring it on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're, they're they're not going to be beating us at that level. You know, so like he has it a few times. You're right um, from a number of uh, different angles, but um, again, he's proven who's who's the boss. I think and also like to watch Johnson come out with it. I mean, I, I love all these iconic moments. Like Dan, did you see the the one in the thread about Maeda and the Maeda and the smoke? Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, Mike, I never sent it to you. There's a picture of Maeda on his knee, his knees, isn't there? Sorry, and the smoke's beginning to to clear. To clear. It started again, man. Oh, what a what a! What, it's just amazing. It's an amazing. I'm gonna send it on to you. But I might not send it on to you t- tomorrow morning. So you won't sleep tonight. It is an amazing image. <laughs> oh, it's such a good image. Oh, it's so good. I love stuff like that. And then Johnson with his crutches, and I'm just an absolute sucker for it. I'm like, oh, there he is with his crutches, like up his. <laughs> it's just fantastic. It's like same as tearing with his teeth. You got have images like that. You know what I mean? But that just, but I, mean, I just loved. I, I. I I love the 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100. You know that drives them absolutely insane. But yeah, I just, I just personally, I'm delighted that we got Postacoglu. They can call it a fluke. You can call it whatever it was, but the world's. Oh, that, 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 that's what's driving them more insane. They're caught. They're saying it's a fluke. They're saying it's yeah, their defence yeah. handing us the goals. They're saying it's their attackers missing open goals so it's all their own fault and that's just driving them here they think we're absolutely crap they think we should be they should be beating us no bother because they're handing us the goals and they're missing open wide opportunities so like they're phoning uh, in themselves at this point that's superb I am um, i done a little bit of you Paul uh, I, I did listen to a wee bit of the Heart and Hand podcast today yes yes, uh, first, yes. first time I'd ever done that first time listening and I just <laughs> Hi, uh, first time listener. Hello, hello, panel. Um, and oh, I, I, the narrative there today I didn't realise was that apparently that that was freakish, freakish how quickly uh, our squad yes. gelled last last season. I was just, I mean, it was just nothing other than freakish. Nothing to do with the manager. Nothing to do with buying good players. Just freakish that we gelled that quickly. Despite the fact that we lost, what, what, what did we lose at the start of the season? Why we lost the Hearts, we lost the Livingston, we lost yeah. to them. So like three out of the first nine games we lost, but apparently, you know, it, that that's freakish. How quickly we gelled. Freakish transfer. In, freakish in transfer. World of pain. A freakish transfer. Every transfer hit his target. A freakish yeah. way. That's what they said. And then he said, so "That's one of my favourite topic." Topic. Then he said. That actually, when you look at individual quality of the players, Rangers could get the uh, get those type of quality players pretty quickly. And one chance, I was like, "What? Would you say again?" So Rangers believe that they can. The quality of players are not that good, 
collectively were better because Posse Corgo's an okay manager, but they can get that type of players quickly. I'm like, are you sure? Are are you are you really sure that that uh and this is one of the guys that like was one of Shikala's biggest fans. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes. Again, interestingly enough, we he possibly Cockley said it, he said maybe we might get the credit. We're not you know what I mean he did say we be jive back to say, well look. What what was astounding for me, Mikey? I mean, obviously you've you've spoken on Sky Sports or Sky News. So you go on Sky News, you're doing media stuff, you're doing sort of anything on radio. I watched Michael Beale's whole interview after the game front of the, and he did not breathe or think about anything he said. Did not take a moment to pause, to reflect in questions. He answered every question off the bat. Boom, 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 boom. Unbelievable. So two weeks ago, they're buying two players. This week, it's 12 players. And he's not even thinking, Mikey. So that means he's going out, doing his PowerPoints before he... He's having this all because he knows what's happening, you know? Like, no thought. In nine minutes of just telling people, yeah, yeah. And he, he the fact is, he, he... And it goes back to, Dan, what you're saying. That gives him an out. Tactically, Rangers were well set up. Tactically, Rangers played very well. It's just that they made a mistake. That's it, that's, yep. that's it. And that's what he's feeding to the hordes. It, it seemed to have gone, I, I don't know if Michael Beale was actually asked about this, but like a member of his backroom coaching staff had had a little pop at Ange. Yeah, he did, he did. That, that, I mean, did Beale ever get asked about that? Because that smacks to me that, you know, how would we, what would we think if, you know, Gavin Strachan was out in the, in the papers basically having a pop at at Rangers, do you know what I mean? I would not be happy about that, but that didn't seem to for me that seemed to be a story one day and I thought they would have been asking Bale about what, what's this all about your coach who's not exactly you know, helping you here is he coming out and almost stoking the tensions before the game, it's all I don't think he'll be around for long at, at Rangers Bale, I think he's got far too much to say for himself and he's a real smack, smacks about the Emperor's new clothes with him, I don't you know, I don't think he's got a clue. I'd, I'd have been much, I wouldn't say worried, but, you know, I, I would have been, you know, I, I would have expected more of a challenge from a, a Van Bronckhorst team based on what we saw last year than and he's come up with so far. I, I think he's out of his depth. I really do. No, no, it's really funny in terms of, we'll go back to Rangers in a bit, but just, just in terms of, remember when the wee boy, Dan, used to get, I found something the other week there in a charity shop. It was like the 1998 league. And it was a, like the, the review of the league. So it was like Billy Dodd, Celtic won it, Janssen, all that carry on. And you used to look at like players' records and it'd be like Ben Neil and you look, look how many trophies. And you'd be like, wow, can you imagine winning all those amount of trophies? And that'll never ever happen again. But like the fact that McGregor, is it like four or five trebles he's going to be involved in? It is. You know? Absolutely mind-boggling. That, that, so you go back to Bill and these guys having pots up, but they're having pots that guys have had five trebles or four trebles it could be or whatever it is. Is it five? It is mind-boggling with Celtic are up to. And they still Long don't... Only continue. But it's... But it, think about it. Was there three trebles 
in like 100 years or something like Celtic it was something then five and no I think we're going for our eighth treble isn't it yeah in history is that right something like eight yeah because there's seven we're, we're going seven. for our eights aye yeah. we're going for our eights but it's just mind boggling stuff and, and to still think that you've got the ability to cheek or, or try and play it down or 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 make the Celtic what Celtic are just now in 2023 try and make it flippant try and make it trivial try and say the quality's not there try and say the refs are, I mean the refs are again like for this try and say that they get everything try and say oh, because we're making so much money or blah blah but actually like we've got one football player playing for our football team that might have a chance of winning five trebles that's mind boggling mind boggling I actually couldn't believe it I had to go back and check but like but we're still we're still slighted you should just be worshipping the ground the man walks on right? no, he's definitely from their a point of view from their point of view like they're they're going to run themselves into into the ground try to chase us I mean like I've said before you know that they had a manager who <clears throat> won the Scottish Cup last year, got in the Europa League final, and he was binned essentially because a because we beat them four 0 at Celtic Park. You know, like that was his his coat was on a sugarly nail or whatever the phrase is. I mean, they basically they were looking to sack him after that. Obviously, they also had a bad Champions League run. I get that, but you know, he got them qualified for the Champions League. They'll be nowhere near Champions League qualifications next year. They're probably going to finish, you know, much further behind us in the league, and they're going to finish without a trophy. And it's all just because their only benchmark that they accept is 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 beating Celtic and finishing above us. They and they're they're going to hammer themselves, you know, in the longer term and in, in the pursuit of that. So, you know, it's it's um, it's 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 really bad for them. It's an unhealthy obsession they have. So, you know, but it's still quite funny. I mean, Hendo's point, Dan, is that we we get into a false sense of security around about this time. So Hendo would say, May time, we think we're world beaters. Then you wake up in September, October, and you're like, oh, we're miles off it. But is that Real Madrid team smashed everybody they've they've dealt with? So I'm not too hung up on that. Uh, He he might be right, he might be wrong, but in the back of my head they're not doing us any favours being that bad I mean they're really not doing us any favours and not moving their players on and stuff like that and I think I mean maybe I mean Campbell's okay if Mick Beale was to get five or six players and maybe they'll give us a bigger test but we definitely we're definitely different levels away from them and the fact is that you're right Mikey if they don't change the way they're thinking their ethos is not rubbish uh, I mean they're just gone it's so much fun they it's have so brought in a, they have brought in a lot of players on and it hasn't really made much effect maybe Campbell is a bit of a player but um, it hasn't really made much effect in sector they went on that good run from the um, after New Year uh, what was it nine games or something they went kind of matched his toe for toe with victories until obviously we played them and beat them but they they haven't even shown much at all going back to Hendo's point about and how this we might get a bit um, starry-eyed and 
everything's perfect. Like after the game, I was talking to my dad about it and saying we didn't play great again, and everybody knows we've not been playing fantastic. We've been doing enough to win, and I think well, that's definitely my little worry in the back of my head, which I'm sure a few Celtic fans they have, is that we haven't been playing great. You know, so as the bet, we can get better at what we're doing. <laughs> we can't complain because obviously we're still winning everything, but. Um, we know we can play better as a team. We have played better before. Um, and if we get back up to those levels again for the start of the season and into the Champions League, um, then that that's really what we want, let's be honest. We want to get into the Champions League and get a, a good show on ourselves. And I, d- I don't think we did a bad show in this year, you know what I mean? Um, I think we've done pretty well considering the group we were in, etc. But listen, if there is a negative, it is that. It, we can play better but listen we're still winning so I'm happy yeah so see that's the point the point is that the point is that never it never it continues to move so now we've got a situation where Karen Vickers leaves for three or four months now is it Kobayashi at the back we can see now I'm a Welsh where Starter Vickers can play right hand side can he then so we can see a different team so we've got four games and We've just got four games or five games that they're playing in that shape. He will presumably go to Ibrox, or depending what we do in Ibrox, where Postecoglou plays it. So we can see that. Def- I mean, I was delighted for Ralston, really delighted for Ralston, because that, that was my one concern that he'd come in and maybe do something. But the concentration of the man was fantastic. Like, he's always thinking that somebody comes in and it goes wrong for him, but he, he just concentrated and done exactly what he was supposed to do. But I'd like to see maybe Ralston playing and just seeing the next four games, different plat- different players playing different positions. Again, it probably won't happen. The, the, the Vata never came on, which was interesting. I'd like to see Vata because there was plenty of room for him to run, but maybe it wasn't in part of his uh, growth plan. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's going to throw the young lad on at 1-0 and... You know, last time you answer fucking him, you know, he's obviously going to be playing more forward, but making a mistake, and then they run, run up a part and score, you know. Um, he seems to be our, he seems to be one of our main main uh, guys. As uh, the last couple of games, has actually been given his really good cutting edge chances with yeah. all up front, you know. He's definitely the main man for the the youth team or the B team or whatever you want to call them, you know. He's definitely the one that's um, coming up when he's going to get a chance before the rest of them before Ben Summers or that. Um, no, I definitely don't think it was the right uh, time to throw him in there. It might give him a chance at Ibrooks, you know what I mean, with the League One. Um, yeah, and give him a wee bit more game time. What is with Sean Maloney when he came on all those years ago? When Larson scores his like a millionth goal, hundredth goal this season. And Sean Maloney was on at the back post. Aye, but we, know hammer, we were hammering him, we know. It was Ibrooks, what was it not? So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Aye, but that was like four. Was that not like, Larson's 50th goal that season we were running, yeah. right? Aye, yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, That's so what Mike, I'm doing this year. <laughs> so, Mikey, you're, it's 2000, 2000, the year 2000, right? And then you find a, you find, you find a, I've done this before, but you find a machine to take you in front in time. You get to 2023 and you're like, right, okay, what's going on? You're like, oh, it's been Tory government, blah, blah, blah. And then you, you get to start looking at Celtic's record and, and it's actually unbelievable now. That Rangers, not only are they destroying themselves, they've actually given us phenomenal platforms 
for us to take the piss out of them for like three days by themselves. And we used to sit and think about, I wonder what Jim White really thinks. Or I wonder what Rangers fans really think about this. They now have got platforms that actually give us their thoughts out in yeah. the open. <laughs> so, 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 Dan, last week we were in London. Aaron Martin told me I'm too much on social media. And he told me I'd got to curtail my time on social media for so an hour and a half a day. Right? So after after the Celtic Rangers game was on, I looked at it, it's like your time's out. That's what it is. I'm like, right, get that open. Like I spent all day on I mean laugh. but the thing is, it's just not just quiet laughs. I'm wet myself. Some of the stuff that the Rangers fans are putting out there in the public is just hilarious. Call me sad, call me silly, call me I don't have any enough time. I should do something better in my life, but geez, oh, it's comedy gold. Comedy gold. Well, I think I spent easy half an hour on those photos. Uh, I think at your man Hargy, H-A-R-G-I, <laughs> you know, he take the pictures. He's he's always taking pictures at Celtic Park, away games yeah. or whatever. And he took that picture for obviously the Celtic end. He brought his score through all behind him as the Rangers fans. Yeah, pictures clear it. as day. <laughs> I, that lassie, there there's just so many different people in it and for the last three days that's what it's been on social media there's random pictures of random people coming up and I spent myself, I, got, I spent I got 20 minutes half an hour going through each photo same as you Paul buckling you know buckling with laughter just all the different faces <laughs> the looks I'm like oh my comedy but, comedy gold but it's like Mikey it's like it's like what would your staunch face be like some of them are just like that lassie is put She's trying to kid on, she's staunch, but looking away from Jota, is Jota's just taking it all, and he's double down, you know what I mean? And she just, that was her. And what about the boy, what about the boy look like Paul Weller? Uh, oh, Paul Weller. <laughs> the thing is, I noticed him straight away before it started, I noticed him straight away before it started blowing up. I'm like, he's, I, been, I, he's been on an all-nighter and come straight out to the game, hasn't he? <laughs> all-nighter, on a Sunday, before he came out the game. <laughs> <laughs> There was one of like two two boys laughing and like you know someone had said under it, oh, there's here's two two Celtic fans behind the enemy lines because they were absolutely <laughs> pissing themselves laughing. <laughs> Spot the Celtic fans. <laughs> oh, did, you see good. Your, did you see him again? Like I like the ones that I don't get first time. Like the steward wearing the football boots. No, I know. I'm like, what's going Brilliant. on? And I watched the steward and I'm, I said, like, everybody shut up in the house. <laughs> I don't care if you're having your dinner. I want to hear what somebody's shouting at him. Who's shouting? What's going on? What's going on? And then I read down and then the penny dropped. I'm like, he's wearing mold, moldies. <laughs> it's just, it's just in case he gets a game. I was buckling. <laughs> I was buckling. I was just like choice of footwear. I'm going to wear my, my moldies just in case Tavernier fills up and I can dive on. <laughs> and what, what is, do you know the actual story? Behind, is that in case he has to run on at the party? Is that the reason he was wearing moldies? There's a story behind it and I don't know the exact story, but if, if somebody knows, let me know. But oh, I think it's something to do with if he had to run on the park. And they were calling him, like, oh, there was a name for them on, on social media. Anyway. Um, but I, that was I didn't get it at first either Paul and then I seen the Maltese sure. the same thing I just buckled I was like oh my god and then, and then, he's actually he's, the big sign said he's actually wearing them I can't uh-huh. believe he's actually wearing them and then Cantwell I mean the, the, the lady Diana picture of Cantwell I had to sit down 
I just poured myself a cup of tea <laughs> and I clanked over and I went, there's Diana going out for a run and it's Cantwell's going out for a run. And I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. Because in my head somewhere in the world, in my head I'm like, he looks like somebody. And it's Lady Diana. Or dressed her soul, I mean. At the time that it's in. But, oh, I was wetting myself. I was like, oh, please, it can't well. Oh, what a clown up. Oh, anyway. Oh, it's a man for wedding crashers. Is the guy with the bond tail? Or the the skater? The skater, aye. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, I was like, like, like I, I mean, I do work and stuff like that, but like, no, trust me. And then, but, like your man, like your man about the Japanese work ethic. He's like, just like process work ethic. And he said, What? And I was just like, I showed Gollum this morning. He was like, What? What is going on? Oh, the Japanese work ethic, Protestant work ethic. It's 2023. I mean, like, what is he talking about? <sighs> I, I, again, like, just, I, I just watching some stuff on social media. I don't see that. Is it a hand, hand podcast you watch or listen to? Is it, yeah, yeah. is it the one with four old guys in a square? No, 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 those guys. Hard hands, hard hands, classy San Diego compared to those three, four guys. Oh, is it? Well, so whoever the four guys are, I've seen a thing about that, and they just zoomed in on one of the guys and me says, his comment was again about was buckled at. He just says, We just need horrible, horrible players <laughs> to, to compete against Celtic. And I'm like, What? You need horrible. I says, Well, you've probably got half your team is horrible, horrible players to start with. So you're halfway there, mate. See, the problem is, the problem is, it was, the problem is, see when they brought that dignity, that dignity stuff in, and we started believing about dignity. I don't care about dignity. You're like, What? What? What are you talking about? That's part of your whole ethos, eh? Rangers? So you don't want dignity? We don't want dignity. We want Cantwell. No, I give him a drink. What's Tavernier doing? What's Tavernier doing? What's Morelos doing? They're dead to me, you like. I was I was so, quite sad that but we can't really want uh, to pull the bag away from me, um Hatati. Like that's what are you doing? World class, man. World class. It's rid- oh, it's ridiculous. And then the <laughs> fact that Morelos, who is the, the player we probably everybody hates most in their team, then just gives a drink to Hatati after Cantwell's <laughs> You know, it's <laughs> but the thing is, it's like I've been a bit, I've been a big fan of Morelos. Morelos, I was always, always back Morelos, but now you're like, okay, okay, right? Fine. You're like, how many goals has Morelos scored? This? How many goals has Morelos scored this season? 12 goals, and you're like, with it out, surely at Christmas time you go and sort that out. Oh, they've got a serious problem up front, especially with your man Roof injured, you know. But listen, but oh, well, I'd of, say all, all the better for us. Roof's the best, best goal scorer in Scotland when he's fit. Okay. What about Cholak? I thought he was like, his numbers were through the roof and he was brilliant. Good point. I mean, well, I thought he was like, uh, you know. He's more of a finisher. He's more of a finisher, but he doesn't really get involved in the, the day-to-day football. <laughs> I mean, like, what? How, how's, how's, how's the gap tooth man going to get in front of him then? You know what I mean? Like, listen, that, that, I'm quite happy for them to have their problems. Jesus Christ. Like, it just is bizarre. The, then oh, listen, I'm delighted. Is, yeah, then when Morelos is like, as with Lee Griffiths, we kept on, you know, always hoping, even though the evidence in front of your face was this guy's not I professional mean, he scored, football. He scored, he scored more. He would score if he if Lee Griffiths played for Rangers right now, he'd score more than twelve goals. Goals for the time, many time that Morelos has got twelve goals for Rangers. We're getting every 
your, your left back or right back has got 100 goals this season and then they off penalty kicks and your number one striker has got 12 goals. It's the second of May, Mikey. I know. I mean, Jerry Craney's in a taxi. Probably could score 12 goals for, for Rangers. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, for Rangers... 12 goals and he's still playing the second domain. Like, oh, we need to change the way we're doing it. Like, well, you don't play the strikers, no scoring goals. Find a solution. 12 goals. Is it? Oh, and Ken, so, uh, are, we happy, to are we happy to take a defeat at Tencastle next game so we can no. win the league Ibrox? No, no, no. No, no. no, no. I want deck chairs. Like, you want your own I want beach balls. I want everything. Yeah, I want everything done, dusted. I want them to sit and watch and leaving it to... to I, I want the 10,000 people in Ibrox. That would make me so happy. Nah, it's not going to happen. Well, they're going to sit and watch as well. I mean, so they're saying now that they don't want Kent in a strip. They will not have Kent playing again for Rangers. So it's, we're, it's Lovelace. We're playing against Lovelace. I'm just getting a stop, man. Imagine, imagine like, we're beating them to a 3 at Ibrox. They will yeah. absolutely go to town on a team. Absolutely go to town. So, like, you heard the dead. booze at the end of that game? Uh, Morelis, Morelis is finished, right? And uh, so, Ken, so take those two out of the team, and it's Sakala, Lovelace, right? So, Lovelace is, I don't know what he is, right? Then, do they change McGregor? Do they, like, what, what's going no, on? Because they're selling that other goalie. Oh, they want to try McCrory, don't they, in goals? So, he, he should he should get the goalkeeper's shot for the rest of the season but I read that they're selling the goalie that passed the ball to David Turnbull and the uh, guy they got from Aberdeen who <laughs> miraculously played in the Europa League final is it Scott Wright? Uh, they're going to sell yeah, him Scott Wright. He's, so, he's not Rangers quality Rangers well, I, thought could... he was, I thought he was the bee's knees apparently the last time I heard his name there we go up. so was Ra- <laughs> so was Raskin until he didn't play to the whistle. But oh, so, yeah. can we go? Can we can we go back a second? There, there's a great photo from that. Obviously, when O'Reilly hits the deck, and yeah. there's a photo of I think it's Barisic, um, the boy it's no Goldson, <laughs> center half, whatever his name is, Davies. and then Davies, Raskin, yeah. uh, Hammer Thrower, and uh, Kent are on the picture. O'Reilly's on his ass, and then it says no one in this picture gets the ball next. It's <laughs> absolutely brilliant, and I was like, "Oh well, my head has definitely been etched out of that." And then I went and looked to the foyer again. No, he wasn't. He's, he's, he's so far behind, fucking Barisic, and then he still wins the ball. This picture, he's not in it. And it's like, who wins the ball next? Nobody in this picture. It's been like, absolutely brilliant. When Mikey brought up David Weir last week about being the Brighton football director, whatever. The minute you say David Weir, what do you think about? You think about that picture of David Weir running in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of get away from it. And then every time I see the goal, every time I see the goal back now, I just think of the three Spider Men looking at each other going, yours. It's just so funny. It's so much fun. Oh, why can't. Uh, uh, I don't mean I don't look like the. The social media stuff's just phenomenal. I I, I do apologise to Martin. I have been on social media a bit more than an hour and a half. I'm going to fess up here and say it maybe it's the small hours in the morning, but 
And then I, I love that. What was one of the guys said, Dan? 54 minutes to Super Scoreboard. I was laughing so much. That was such a funny comment. Was it Toland or something said? I was like, oh, that is just that's so much. And then I, I actually stole the joke and put it on the pier and said 52 minutes. And I was all happy with myself. I was like, I'm the funniest guy ever. But that's just stealing so jokes, stealing jokes. Jesus, oh, Paul, come on, get, such a good ga- ga- such social a good media, gaff social media. I know, all right, Martin. Martin, you were right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to make you listen to on hand now. I've gotten a lot. Ah. It was, I just had to do it because I saw that one clip that is it Tam Selleck kid put like you know because that David Edgar from Heartland like he yeah, posts pictures of his wrestling belts and all of that so um, he he basically put his the Heart and Hand guys three minute summary video summary of the game. And he put the Undertaker's music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, right, I need to listen to the whole thing then because that that really tickled me. So I was like, right, I need to have a wee listen. And it was, uh, let's say, that's when I realized. That's when I, for the first time, heard that we had we had freakishly quickly assembled a squad last year. I was like, oh, you will just stop at nothing um, to not face the truth. You know I mean? But here's the thing, I mean, we're looking, I know Hendel, Hendel's words haunt me. That's what I made time to, but the thing is, it's becoming cyclical now, so as long as Celtic can hold on to Postacoglu and look at that type of quality managers, maybe do some background work, etc., mm-hmm. in preparation, but the fact of the matter is that that if, if this is a cyclical thing, then come November... If we continue to win, say for instance, we disgrace them at Ibrox, which is just when Ibrox game, I mean, I was listening to different Celtic podcasts, it doesn't really matter and all that. Carry on in my head, I think the Ibrox game is just like it's, it's just it's manna from heaven because we've got no fans there, we've got simply the best in the tunnel. I mean, like, give me a strip, I'll play on my skin that day. Like, that's perfect situation for us to go and really produce the possible form that Dan that you're saying and I'm thinking it has been lacking slightly. I mean remember we did get, we did draw against Willows. So we're not exactly purple patch, but if we could get for a purple patch for the Ibrox game, never mind win the league or not. The pressure that puts on their new management team is um because again then it's another game and then you get in the new season with your new players and if it continues, then the cycle could be again another Van Broncos November it goes. And it, it just it's just self self defeating because it's not but so the, the, the Rangers game at Ibrox is huge because you, they're getting sick of his continual comments. If Celtic could go four or five or something like that game, like it'd be phenomenal. I'd have but, to take yeah, I'd have to take the Monday off. I have to take the Monday off after that game. Dan, I just come to your house, just set ourselves together. But the flip side of that is the flip side of that is if if they beat us, yeah, that then allows them to maybe think they don't need to do as much as they actually have to do because they're that, you know, they're that easily convinced either way that, you know, they will take any kind of even a draw against us as kind of proof of oh, maybe you know we are cl- as close to them as what we say we are. So you know, I'm yeah, I'm kind of no, I can see the benefits of both and. 
not really that bothered about the negatives of either. So, yeah. Um, I know what you're saying, Paul, but I also think it might lull them into a false sense of security or even falser sense of security if the beat is. Ah, you're loving it, aren't you? I like this. It's great to be on them. We shouldn't really have any worries, you know what I mean? I think we'll beat Hearts at the weekend in Clinch League or even get the draw to Clinch League, but um, to go there without any worries, yeah, I think, I think it'll be good to watch, you know. I'll get, like, think about Dan, right? We beat Wee Nacy. Wee Nacy comes out. Well, that has to tell us we're the best club in the world and all that, right? So Wee Nacy, and then we go Ibrox and beat, beat them Ibrox a good three or four. Oh, if, we beat them, if we beat them Ibrox, that Aye, social media like Martin will let you go on it for two days I mean, yeah, I mean it'll be, it'll but, then, but then and then you look at the, the games this is where oh I mean I wasn't slagging them off I'm just saying Glackamack is, is better in that circumstances for what I've seen of Ho but this could be Ho then coming in and Vata coming in I mean they give them something different to think about make a name for himself in the next couple of games you know what I mean because obviously he's well thought of I mean you've seen the social media this morning about him picking out Korea and then you know I mean so he's obviously well thought of I yeah and the, the defence is going to change as well a wee bit and they were going to have the water um, sorry Kobayashi in with um, Starfield you assume Taylor you assume Ralston so yeah, you've yeah. got the like, little different defence there like, which I'm assuming will start against Hearts he might change up the midfield put in Moy put in Turnbull don't know but I don't think he's going to change it too much to be honest you know what I mean he's, he, he likes to keep his start in 11 um, if he can so I, I still think he'll start with Kyogo at Ibrox um, assuming he's fit the great thing about this podcast is like I'm, I'm totally scurred for the last two days of just total, like just laughing but I've just realised to myself like the next couple of games could be absolutely fabulous like I could be like what like I walked in and work this morning like, you have a good weekend I'm like yeah I had a great weekend what did you do I'm like well I just want follow, follow, and just follow, follow, dog. I mean, like, I had such a good weekend, but like, like they've fallen off a cliff. But if we were to beat them at Ibrox, and everybody, I listen to that, ooh, it's Ibrox game doesn't matter, but oh, 50,000 Rangers fans in there, 10,000 with 70 minutes to go. I oh, that would just be glorious. Am I getting greedy? Am I getting greedy? Yes. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> sure. We'll see what happens, but sure. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll see. It'd be good to get a couple of players that run out, but you, know, you don't want to. They're, they're not going to hammer us or anything like that. You know what I mean? Make a draw. But listen, the last time I was, <laughs> didn't play great um, with full team, but we'll see what happens. Wait, I'd be more interested come with someone to see what we do in the transfer market. Who cares what they do? But we're more interested to see what happens. We've never really talked about it, but like, you're like. I've not had to because we're winning all the time, you know. It's fascinating. Why, why, do you, why do you want to change a winning team? Of course, of course, it's, it's fascinating. Celtic underground, they like to give Kyogo another contract. Does he go to Germany? I don't know if they're stirring the pot, if they know something different. Does uh, Carter Vickers? I don't know. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, oh, well, Carter Vickers hasn't gone anywhere when he's injured. No, not at honest. all, but no, I'm just, I was just saying the Carter Vickers injury, do we need to bring somebody else in because for three, four months? But you're just like, it could be Ashy and Wells, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. Really? Let's be honest. So just just my last wee bit before we go. Uh, I'm going to Galway tomorrow, Dan. Galway. Going to be up tomorrow morning, six o'clock, get to Galway. I can't wait. I love Galway, Salt Hill. I'm trying to get to Salt Hill for 11 o'clock. You going yeah. for a swim? 
I'm gonna go and sit in Salt Hill and get an ice cream. I think that's my plan for oh, love. Jump, jump off the jump off the diving boards into the sea. We're gonna have a wee like Salt Hill's famous for. I'll phone you when I'm there, but so I need to. But the, the one uh, point was listening to uh, the, the radio, and uh, John Hughes was on the radio a couple of weeks ago. There was no games on. There was a, there was he, he couldn't get a managerial. So John Hughes was rattling on about trying to be a manager and how. He tries his best, he sends his CV in. And I was listening to him, I said, oh, poor John Hughes, John Hughes is always looking for a gig. But he always comes out. I think it was because Barry Robson took the Aberdeen job and then your guy took the St. Johnston job and like John Hughes wasn't getting a fair crack. So he was on BBC Scotland and he's, John Hughes said, he said, I mean, I don't even get a reply. I don't even get a decency a reply. And then the guy said to him, do you not get a letter back? He's like, well, I get a letter, but I don't get a reply. I don't get the decency of replying. I'm like, oh, God, really feeling sorry for John Hughes. And like after about an hour, I'm like, I feel sorry for John Hughes. And I'm like, wait a minute, how many jobs have I went for? How many CVs have I sent out? And like nobody's gave me a reply. It's just a funny way we look at football players and put them on this Mickey Mantle. But John Hughes was giving out and not getting, having the decency to reply. I'm like, but John, just welcome, welcome, welcome to the new world. world. Just, yeah, and given that John Hughes's cousin is an actual football agent, uh, <laughs> I think he's maybe going about it wrong. Far be from like to it. give John Hughes to give John Hughes <laughs> career advice. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just the way he was saying it, and I'm so your network work for you, John. Big gullible Pauls. Oh, John Hughes has got a bad time. They don't even have the decency <laughs> to phone him up. You know, I mean, now, like I've had, I've had jobs where the guys told me I've got the job and I still didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it just goes quiet. And I'm like, Rachel, I've got a really good job. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm feeling sorry for John Hughes. It's the last time I feel sorry for John Hughes. You know what I mean? He's playing golf with John Collins, having the time of his life. Oh, Mikey. You know what I mean? But, I am delighted. I'm delighted you guys could join us tonight. I'm delighted for everybody listening. Uh, I just, just, I would say to the other Celtic fans, just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Every, this is brilliant. I mean, we've not even talked to the 90s and all that, carry on. But this is just sensational. And a, a big shout out to Callum McGregor. If he does get his fifth treble, I mean, that's just brilliant. Isn't it? Just marvellous. I, I thought you were going to say there, a big shout out to Callum McGregor for he, if he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Callum, here we go if Callum's listening yeah big shout out to Callum I walked into work this morning one of the boys says to me are you fed up beating Rangers yet <laughs> I just burst out laughing you just don't us. get it exactly it, exactly 100% oh, fed up beating that was the last one as well I seen uh, Raymond Vega Raymond Vega's on uh, sports uh, again Raymond Vega we won that treble with Raymond Vega all those years ago and that, that's a highlight of my 20s. And McGregor's got five of them there enough if he beats Inverness, Cali Thistle in a couple of weeks' time. That's just, it's just mind-boggling stuff. But yeah, on my own, let's beat Wee Nacy and then take it to Ibrox and empty that stadium at half-time. That would be so good. <laughs> let's finish the season beating Dodsey. <laughs> yeah. Dodds. Exactly. Dodsey went Dodsey. You don't understand, was it? He said at the time, he's like, don't understand... No, like, remember the time, like, I think in 2012 or 2013, they're like, why not Rangers start with the youth? 
remember they said that Rangers, that's the way we start with the youth and maybe start a programme and try and build the team from the ground up since they died. And Dodzy and Radio is like, but you don't understand Rangers. That's not what Rangers is all about. Rangers are about winning trophies. Rangers are about being the biggest club in Scotland. Rangers are about this. Rangers are about throwing money around. He basically said that on radio. And like 13, whatever years later, he's proven to be totally wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, but that's just the way he talked. That's totally like, ah, yeah, we're, we're Rangers. What are you talking about? I always remember that. You're like, I don't see clowns. Hopefully, we scud him in the week. Scud him in a couple of weeks, eh? Oh, delightful. Nice. So, thank you everybody for listening. I'm going to go and try and get to Galway and uh, download this podcast. And, Mikey, thanks a lot. That was good stuff. Yeah, no, thank you. Enjoy Galway Bay. Want to do that. And, uh, Dan Devaney, you enjoy yourself tomorrow. And never, you never, too, safe travels. Ne- never get sick of beating Rangers, Dan. Never. No, never. Never in a million years. Ever. Ever. Good night, God bless. All the best. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers, bye.